Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Okay, okay. welcome. So I have a very special guest this week. Uh, we became friends through the the Reddit, the subreddit, the Teen Mom subreddit, and we messaged back and forth, and then I added her on Snapchat, and she has a really funny Snapchat, and I realized she runs a Tumblr, and her name is Jessie. I've already forgotten your, how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> Yuse. Jesse Yuse. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So you run a Tumblr that's called I do. It's uh Team Mom Trash Treasures dot Tumblr dot com. Great. And do you also want to and... plug your uh Snapchat because I love your Snapchat. <laughs> yes, my Snapchat is Trash Treasures T R A S H T R E A S U R. Yeah, and oh, you yeah. do like S-U-R, teen mom yes, snaps. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I yeah, I will like primarily cover teen mom and just like whatever other trash television I'm watching at the time. Yeah, it's great. And um it's funny because Tumblr is like the one teen mom area that like I never really got into well, I've never been into Tumblr like in general. I just never cared about Tumblr, even though like I'm an internet person. I just for whatever reason, like, Tumblr, like, flew right by me. And by the time I, like, wanted to get on it, I was like, eh, it's already dead. Um, so I, like, never got into the Team Mom Tumblr stuff. I did used to read that wild Tumblr that was, like, last week on Teen Mom or whatever it was called. But oh my God, she was amazing. Yeah, she exploded. I don't even really know why. But, so, yeah, you come from the Tumblr world. And I'm excited to have you on, Jesse, because you're somebody that, like, has an obsessive and like historical knowledge of team mom like I do but we also agree on things and like I mean I think I'm pretty upfront about like how I run this show and how I don't really care to have on people who like don't have similar opinions to me (laughs) I just I I don't I mean I think that's important yeah I don't care to run a debate show you know um I I just don't I'm sorry um like I'm kind of a know-it-all which is like what makes you know, it's what makes me able to record a fucking podcast every week. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it, and I am so excited to share my, like, similar opinions because they're kind of, they're not rare, but um, there's not a big percentage of people that watch the show that I feel like share similar opinions. Yeah, I agree. It's, and uh... I think it's because I feel like... For the casual fans, like the people on our Facebook group who like watch the show and follow a little bit about what's going on the internet, but like don't necessarily read the Reddit, aren't in the Twitter stuff, aren't in the Tumblr stuff, like they mostly share our opinions. It's it's when you get deep in the Team Mom fandom that like we, with our like, well, maybe she's not so bad, are like accused of like being Janelle herself sometimes. <laughs> How many times have you been accused of being Janelle? So many times. I mean, I wish I was Janelle. <laughs> Like, I mean, what an honor to to be uh, thought of as a Janelle. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I just wanted to share with everyone that um, 
So you can review podcasts on Reddit, or not on Reddit, on iTunes. I encourage you all, if you like the show, to review it on iTunes. But I got a really funny one this week. Out of, like, 30 review reviews, I have had, like, three negative ones. They've all been great and amazing. But I got one this week from a user named Farrah made more than 10K, you dumb dumb. So... <laughs> Shout out to you, so, Glenn. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Wow. Like, do you remember when Farah made um, her own account and was, like, giving herself Yelp reviews, but everyone figured out it was Farah? Oh, absolutely. Although this one was pretty Wait. well written, written, so I don't think it was Farah. Oh, I was going to say, because you, she now knows about your podcast. So is Farah on to you? That's true, but I don't think it was um but it, it was just really funny like and the review is basically just saying like i thought i knew everything which you know like is a fair criticism and i understand that my know-it-all tone is not for everyone and i like i accept that it's it's a it's been a lifelong battle for me guys like, that's, like, that's not something new like people people calling me condescending or know-it-all like is not something new and it's unfortunately it's just who I am and I've accepted that at the age of 29 like that I'm not for everyone and that's okay <laughs> um but like the it's... username like just like I started laughing so fucking hard <laughs> that is oh that's the top review if anything like if anyone's gonna look at those reviews and they see that they're just gonna know quality content is here exactly. if they're getting that review okay so the big news story of the week which we are like th thrilled to talk about is amber and matt like they've been dominating the papers and by the papers i mean um like wetpaint.com which is you know my number one <laughs> news source <laughs> the dirty yeah uh, so they've been, like, going through it. They possibly broke up. As of today, they are on marriage boot camp or going on marriage boot camp, which, you know what, like, this is a controversial opinion, but, like, get money, Amber. Like, you owe the, uh, you owe the government money. Like, do another reality show. <laughs> she needs to dig herself out pretty deep. Yeah. My only issue is I don't want to give Matt any more airtime. So I'm just like, oh. Does Matt have to be? I mean, I want to watch that drama. Like, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I hate it. Do understand like people not wanting to give more, Matt more credit, but like if I'm honest with myself, I have watched characters like significantly worse than Matt, like throughout my reality TV show history, with like no problems. And like Matt is a bad guy, but like, do I care that much? Like, not enough to stop watching <laughs> like, oh like, no no I don't my morals are so much lower than that like yeah. I could go I could go a while <laughs> if I draw the line at Matt then I can't watch a single reality tv show and I'm just not willing to do that yeah he's like like I hate him but he's like level one like I'm you know thinking I don't want to watch him anymore like he's never gotten past level two like I will always tune in I need to know yeah, and honestly, like, I'm kind of here for them being on, like, Marriage Boot Camp. I think that will be good TV. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. I haven't watched the one with Amber, but I've seen her clips. And I'm, that was the first time I was like, oh, I should watch this show. Like, it's just, like, another level of fucked up with Farah. Yeah, yeah. Um, You should definitely, you should definitely watch it. But I, like, I'm here for it. Um, 
And, you know, like, yeah, of course, like, she's not in the mental state to do it. Duh. But she's not in the mental state to be on Team Mom. And as long as being a reality star is the career that she's choosing, then go for it and be a reality star. You know? How many how many years do you think Farah has in her to be a reality star? I think Farah has a while. Um, I like, s- I'm going to say 12. Like, she can ride it for 12 years and then have, like, a 10-year break and then, like, maybe have another resurgence. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, what reality TV will look like in 10 years from now, so it's, like, a little hard to say. But, I mean, Kendra Wilkinson has been, like, steady doing reality TV since, what, like, 2003? And I think Farah is going to, like, go that route like she'll there'll always be a place for farah on like we tv's whatever fucking show they come up with or like lifetime or you know what i like there will always be some like third rate reality show that like farah can get on which is beautiful and it makes me so happy to live in a world where farah can continuously get work same hard agree (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Amber going on YouTube, or not YouTube, I just watched it on YouTube, that's why I called it that, Rewatched it. But let's talk about Amber going on Instagram Live, what I would call zooted out of her skull, which in case you're not sure what that means, it means oh high God. on cocaine. She was something, like, she was speaking so fast, I had to, like, stop the video to, like, type what she was writing, like... 30 times before she'd finish finish a sentence because she was just moving so quickly. She was talking so fast. She was so angry. Like, she was so angry. Um, Like, especially on the rewatch when I was, like, when I I watched it live and I was, like, pretty high on all of it. You know what I mean? Like, that feeling (laughs) where you're, like, watching the drama unfold and you're like, oh, this is good. And then I rewatched it tonight and I was like, I... Like, it feels like she's about to come through my screen and hit me. Yes. I, so I missed it the night it happened. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I missed it. And, but someone had a link. So I was like, okay, thank God. And, like, I was, like, in the middle of, like, plunging my toilet and listening to it, which was, like, very sitting. On brand. But, (laughs) yeah. And it was, like, 7.30 a.m. And I'm like, what do my neighbors think I am doing right now? Because she's just. (laughs) screaming and like it was so quiet in the house and like I they they don't have any idea what goes down in my my apartment yeah so she did it to like oh and I just want to say like the one thing about the team on fandom that I love is that everything is saved like don't if something happens on snapchat instagram live it gets deleted from twitter like don't worry babes like it's on the internet forever because like the minute anybody any team mom does anything like they're on it and recording it. It's like the only fandom I've ever seen to, to be that, like that many detectives around the clock. Yeah. Around like 24 seven detect, like they take shifts like Amber. It's L- a worldwide Amber L Porkwood on Twitter, like clocks in and she's like, all right, honest fetal mistake. Like I- I'm on now. You can go to bed. <laughs> For real though. Like, I really appreciate it because my need to know something immediately is so strong inside of me. And I think that's why I love the Team Mom fandom is that, like, it's just constantly feeding me. It's never dry well. 
a hundred percent agreed. So, okay. So the, it starts out with her like talking about the haters and the trolls and she's yelling off the bat. And I just want to say her pupils are the size of her entire eye. Like they're, it, her eyes are black. They're like dinner plates. Yeah. Yes. Like I remember the they're first crazy. time I took mushrooms and looked in the mirror and like my pupils like being like oh my god yes. why do my peoples look that way and they looked exactly like i don't think she was a mushroom so i do remember the first time i ever had dilated peoples from drugs and being like holy shit and that's what amber looked like yeah like people always talk about their pupils and i'm like most of the time i'm like you know like most of these girls have really light eyes and your eyes will react to light you know like in different ways so i don't like ever use that but when i saw her eyes i was like Oh my God, I can see into her brain, basically. Her eyes were, like, her pupils were so big. It, it was, like, freaking me out. I'm like, she is on a drug. She has to be on drugs right now. Like, there's no way that's naturally happening. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, So she starts off by, like, yelling, like, why do you follow me if you hate me? <laughs> and this is something that will always drive me up the wall about a reality TV person. And, like, I... I understand, like, it's easier said than done, and, like, I've never been in the position that Amber's in, so it's, like, very easy for me to sit here and be, like, and, like, make a judgment, but, like, the truth is Teen Mom is only still on the air because of the haters. Yes. It's a strong crew. It's a strong crew, and as their numbers dwell, it's the haters that are keeping the social media stuff, and I know with all of my heart that MTV considers social media engagement when looking at uh, the ratings. I I know this for a fact. Oh, yes. They have to. Like, there's no way she, they could, it could still be on air without, like, taking that into account. Yeah, and so it drives me up a wall when, like, reality TV people are like, why do you care about me? Like, you, the fact that we care about you is, like, why you have a show. Yeah, it's the double-edged sword. Like, I get it that it's the thing that drives you your life nuts, but it's also the thing that provides your life or your lifestyle. Exactly. A hundred percent. And this is, like, where I have to, like, separate my ethics from my viewership because (laughs) the fact is, like, Amber is not mentally well enough to handle being on Team Mom. She's She's not. Like, she and that rant proved it. Like, she cannot handle this and you know what she's never been able to handle this and it's why like right when she first got out of jail she wasn't on social media it's why in the past she wasn't on social media like amber cannot handle the scrutiny she cannot it eats at her soul but it's like she has these golden handcuffs on because one like especially amber is a felon like she doesn't you know the world is not her oyster Mm -hmm. like beyond the fact that she's like been crazy on tv for the last 10 years like what else is she gonna do like she really is like in this glass castle of her own making no that's so true and like i've been wondering the more we see of like actual amber how much mtv has been like hiding these explosions like after she's gotten out of jail yeah i agree i i I don't feel like they've ever, like, maybe they saw for a little bit, but I feel like ever since Matt came in the picture, which was pretty quick after she got out of mm-hmm. jail, like, she, like, they wanted to, like, portray this story of her until, it, 
like, you know, it got too, too obvious of a point. And I feel like they've been kind of like, I don't know, not giving us all Amber. And like Amber's just like been seeping through the cracks anyways. Like she's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to punch Farrah on a stage or something else along the lines of that. Yeah, I I think that's very true. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, Amber is like, you know, it's like what it's her. I would assume it's probably like the characteristics of her borderline personality disorder. Like it's like the Mm -hmm. defiance. Like she's like, okay, MTV, like you want to show me is redeemed. Like, well, I'm going to do this. Um, It was just so, yeah, she starts off the Instagram live just like yelling about haters and trolls and then takes a weird turn. Well, first of all, she mentions the fact that she's 135 pounds, which is mm, a tough sell for me. But <laughs> I would need to reevaluate. But yeah, I, you know, uh, 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 it quite it makes me question her truthfulness, if you will. Um, but so she starts talking about domestic violence, which is like probably never a good topic for Amber to talk about because. As far as I'm concerned, she has never owned up to hitting Gary, ever. She's owned up no. to the drug stuff, you know, and like she, she's owned up to the drug stuff. Like she, ha- I mean, she's drinking. Everybody knows my fucking thoughts on her sobriety, but the fact is, like, she has said, like, I was a drug addict and I did bad things, but like we have never heard her say like it was completely wrong for me to hit Gary and I deserve to be punished for it. She, yeah, I just read her book too, and that's oh, like did. the one place I ever saw her. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Like, I know a ghostwriter wrote it, and I'm just like, how did we leave these sentences like this? Like, did you you paid someone, and this was the best they could do? I've never but, read like, any of the Teen Mom books. I've read excerpts, but um, like, I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Amber is actually pretty boring. She like. It's mostly like stuff you already knew and mm-hmm. like some like more in depth about her drug use. Um, but like, and she like never calls Gary Gary. She calls him her fiance, which is very awkward <laughs> throughout That's the whole weird. book. Or, or like maybe her ex fiance. Um, but she does mention hitting him, but she like even in the book kind of skirts around like owning up to it. Like mm-hmm. it's very like, I'm sorry, but like also this, this is why I did it. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You could have stopped at we're sorry. Like, you probably shouldn't have gone to, like, but let me tell you why it was justified in my head. And you're yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. So she's never owned up to it. And, oh, I did want to, I, I wanted to point out this one thing that she said right at the beginning about her haters, which was that she was like, none of the haters have a backstory like I do. Okay. So this yes. has been my big thing about Amber. Amber is so fucking insecure about her past she's so insecure about her drug addiction she's so insecure about her upbringing and you know the reason that she's like been stuck with matt is because he doesn't judge her for her past because supposedly his past is just as bad as hers right and so she's Mm -hmm. like well he's the one person in the world that doesn't judge me um And I'm convinced if Amber went to meetings, if she was in a 12-step program, she would realize that, one, like, her story is not unique. Like, um, a lot of alcoholics and addicts suffer from what we call, like, 
a chronic case of uniqueness where we think like mm-hmm. we're the only people in the world that went through what we went through. We're the only people that feel the way that we do and nobody else will understand. And one of like the biggest selling points of a 12 step meeting is that you can sit in the meeting and the person speaking is telling your story almost word for word. And you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then the next person shares and they've done a million things worse than you. You know, um, like Amber could go to a meeting tonight and probably found, find someone who killed someone in a DUI or yeah. like has done horrific things and she wouldn't be judged. And she doesn't realize that there's like literally millions of people worldwide that are in like the fellowship of the 12 steps, A-A-N-A-C-A-H-A, whichever one she wants to go to. There's lots of different meetings. Um, but in like the fellowship of the 12 steps who are waiting with open arms to greet her and not judge her. Um, but she, for whatever reason, like thinks that she's different than that. So when she says like, I guarantee you, none of my haters have been through what I've been through. I'm like, Hey hon, <laughs> yeah, ex addict here. <laughs> like I had a really hard yeah, life you- too. Um, she just thinks that she like, and I don't, I wonder if, um, I have a feeling like in prison, she must've met women who have had significantly like worse times than her. But I think because her mind is so clouded currently by what Matt tells her, by, you know, like the MTV stuff, like she does have this unique thing with the the fame, of course. But the fact is like, go to a meeting in LA and you can meet celebrities. You know what I mean? Like she's not the only celebrity to get like that has addiction issues. And I just really think she like suffers from this chronic uniqueness and she's so fucking insecure about everything that she's done that that's why she puts on this like you haven't been through what I've been through. And it's like a victim thing that she masks. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting to watch her because she masks her victimhood and like her her false ego. Yes, I totally agree. The thing with Amber is I feel like Amber has grown so used to being the victim, which is like is a big thing with like people that have been abused or, you know, like have addictions or like you're just so used to like everything, you know, like bad happening to you that like through your perspective, everything that's happening is happening to you. Like a lot of my family is like that and they can't, um, they lack empathy for other people because they just don't even see it. Like Amber can't see the world, how it's like really is. And like, at the same time, like Amber is embarrassed of her past, but she's also so has like created an identity from her past that she's afraid to lose it because she won't know who she is. And I think like Amber really identifies with her anger and like her struggle, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like I understand identifying with your struggle, but like, you can't use it as your like the thing you fall back on when things aren't going your way. Like, I, you know, I, like this is what I do, you know, I a hundred percent agree with that. That make that's a, exactly how I feel. She, um, you know, like this, it's so weird because I think a lot of people on the outside wouldn't see it as a victimhood thing because that ego mm-hmm. like masks it, you know, like that mm-hmm. false ego that she has. And this is where like, I've noticed this season, like, her borderline stuff more than I've ever noticed it. Like, this is where I'm seeing, like, her in her bipolar disorder, like, her personality disorder stuff. She has, like, a complete lack of perspective on the universe. Complete lack of perspective. And, like, you're right that her whole identity is this past. Because on the live stream, she was repeatedly saying, I help thousands of women a week 
all I want to do is help women. I'm doing that, like screaming, like I do this to help women. Women, I, if it wasn't for me, these women wouldn't get help. Like you're, you're exactly right. Like her whole identity is being like Amber, the drug addict that since recovered, um, and is now this inspiration. I'm using air quotes to women. And she doesn't have any idea what she is beyond that. I know. And I think about it and I'm like, there is a part of Amber to me that I'm like, if she like continued to medicate herself correctly and like did like change her life, she definitely like when Amber is like calm and not like in a manic state and not like, like when she first got out of jail, Mm -hmm. like she like, I could see how she was an inspiration. Like, I felt proud of Amber. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a very hard thing to, like, get, you know, like, two very hard mental illnesses under check and, like, your sobriety at the same time. Like, but she just, like, she, like, doesn't want it. It's, like, the best way I can describe it. Like, I, I think she realized, like, things were kind of boring. And, like, boring to her is probably scary because, like, her life is so chaotic. Yeah. So she just like slips like that's another addiction to her. It's just chaos and creating chaos around her. A hundred percent. Um, that's like, yeah, that's exactly it. And I, you know, we also saw. I noticed it when they were in Puerto Rico, and she was like talking to Macy about Ryan. Like I noticed, mm-hmm. like under there was like this like empathetic side, and like this like understanding side when she was like, yeah, like he's high, like this honest side. You know, like, just in that little conversation they had, I was like, oh, like, there's Amber being helpful to someone. <laughs> like, that's Yeah, nice. like, and, like, and, like, she was talking about herself, but I could tell in that moment she wasn't making it about herself. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like that. Like, it felt actually, like, helpful to what Macy was asking for. And I'm like, there's an Amber under there that's, like, can come out. But, like, I just, her ego, like, kind of, like, you, like, we're saying it just shoves it down and I don't know there's just a it's a cocktail of like craziness in there and I don't know if she like is ever going to be willing to like do that work again I think she's the type of person that thinks you do it once and you're fixed like uh, beyond oh, I, I beyond did this. true that's exactly that's exactly it she's like I went to jail I, I'm like I'm I went done. to jail I had anger management classes which were maybe three classes and now I'm fixed I'm not mad anymore yeah, exactly. Um, so the most controversial thing she said on this live stream was that it was Ugh. it was very convoluted and hard to understand. But she said, I've been in domestic violence situation. I've been on that other side and I didn't tell anyone because that's what real women do. Basically, I'm not implying like saying like real women don't yeah. complain about domestic violence. But I. I I don't think yeah. that's what she was trying to say. I think she was so jacked up on cocaine, Adderall, rage, whatever, whatever it was that she was like jacked out on. I think what she was trying to say in my opinion was that like she 
she had been through a lot of shit and had been in a lot of situations, but like she didn't complain about it because she was strong enough to get through it. She, I don't think she was trying to say like real women don't report domestic violence. Like that's what she said, but I think that's not what she was trying to say. Like I genuinely don't think that she necessarily believes that. I think this goes back to that false ego thing and that like the, the masking the shame of her past where she's ashamed of the situations that she was in. So instead of being Mm -hmm. like, I was like in these really bad situations and like, I couldn't get out of them. I didn't know what to do. She's like, well, I like was in a bad situation and I was hit and I didn't do anything because real women don't do that. And we haven't even gotten into Amber's real women thing yet. Oh God. Yeah. I think so I was thinking about that, and I agree with that. At first, I I took it for what she said, and then, which and then is thinking about it more. Which is reasonable. And you know what? This is just my opinion. Like, if someone wants to take it at face value, like, those are the words she said. She said she those say words. That, but like, and people are I allowed agree. to take it I that way. That she, yeah. I think what she was trying to say was, like, very similar with older people getting very mad at like our generation, like talking about their mental health. Yeah. And it's just a lot of responses. Like I never talked about it. Like that's what you do. You just don't talk about that stuff. Like you figure it out yourself and you fix it. And I think Amber comes from that type of generation. Like Amber is like an older generation. Yeah. Well, I mean, because of how she was raised with her parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't think she understands to, like, break out of that mentality. So she's still in the camp of, like, I don't talk about what happened to me because that makes me very weak and vulnerable to everybody. Yes. But, like, I like what she said was incredibly irresponsible. She has young fans. This is why you don't get hopped up on Coke or Adderall. Or, honestly, I wouldn't even be shocked if she was on no drugs that night but was just in a pure rage blackout like if she was just seen red like i if i found out she passed a drug test that night and it was just rage like i don't think that's the case i think she was zooted but like i really wouldn't be like i if somebody said like no we drug tested her she was clean that (laughs) night it was just her rage like i'd be like okay i believe that Um, so I think she was just, like, so high on whatever it was that, like, this is why you don't do Instagram lives like that. You know what I mean? Because you say things that are so wildly inappropriate and unjustifiable. And, yeah, you and I, like, because we're sitting here and the purpose of this podcast is to, I mean, by the way, like, I want, I want to make sure everybody knows, like, this is a spinoff of the Emotionally Broken Psychos podcast, like, psychoanalyzing is like why I watch reality TV. It's like my favorite fucking thing to do. And that's like what I do and what feathers in my hair will always be about. It's based on the Emotionally Broken Psychos podcast, which is what that podcast is about. But for all reality TV um, and celebrities and just a lot of random things, it's if you guys aren't listening to Emotionally Broken Psychos, I don't know what you're doing with your time. But like, so yeah, you and I can sit here, you know, and like break down like what we think like the underlying like cause of what her statement was. But the fact is, it was incredibly irresponsible and inappropriate for her to say, regardless of what she might have actually meant. Yeah, and like not to skip ahead, but like her apology was—I um, don't know if it's considered an apology because like 
I understood what she was trying to say, but like she should have really taken responsibility, understanding what people thought she was saying. That's a really like bad message. And I'm surprised MTV didn't say anything or like, like it was a bit, I feel like it was a big enough deal where someone should have commented on it. And yeah. the only person that commented was Simon, which is the last person that should comment. So you and I fucking hate Simon. Um, like we like, okay. Him. On, I will say like, so our friend Tomlin, hi Tomlin. Um, she likes Simon cause she thinks he's like funny to watch, but he's trash. And I can deeply respect that. Cause that's how I feel about Janelle. Like I love Janelle, yeah. even though she's like the scum of the earth, but lately I just hate Simon. I don't even really like to watch him or like any of his tweets. Um, I don't find them funny. Like they just grate on me. Um, and I think part of the reason is because people like take his word as like fact and take him as genuine, even though he's like scummy and gross. Um, and so he yeah. tweeted like real women. What did he tweet? exactly? like real women do report domestic violence, like which is correct. Yeah. But the fact is one Simon had a restraint, had like a messy breakup that resulted in restraining orders against him. So like, mm, you know, don't throw stones. And two, like, Simon in the last month, two months, has, like, used Am the domestic violence situation that Amber's in right now, whether it's just emotional or physical, to kind of bully Amber. And he'll tweet, like, hey, Amber, if you want to move, like, I'll pay for your moving expenses. But, like, the week before, he called her fat. And it's like, why would she take a move? Like, what? You can't call someone fat and then, like, tweet a genuine offer of help to them. Like, you don't get to bully someone for years. Like, and he was the one that was going off on map and really created the issue between, like, uh, Fair and Amber. Or escalated the issue between Fair and Amber, you know, by getting involved in it. And then, yeah. like, so now he does... It's like concern trolling, you know, when, like, someone says they don't hate fat people they're just concerned yes. for their weight like simon is a concern troll and that grates me it bothers me so much and no one brings it up like everyone's always rooting for him and like when he did the like oh i'll help you move amber if you need it blah 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 like when you text her like if you were genuinely concerned would you not do that in private would you not like it like sets a tone doing that in public no matter the circumstances and like he uh, he does it to embarrass just the her. Worst. He does, and it's always like to like l like push him up a level. Yeah. Like he's always trying to take her down a peg, no matter what it is. Like that is his main goal, and it's the cheapest shots. Like Simon just is the type of person that will bully anyone. Like I would never support Simon because I know if like I were to like even challenge him as a person he would immediately call me fat or ugly. Like, you know, like, yeah. he wouldn't like hesitate to do it. Like he's that type of person. But like when I see other people supporting him, I'm like, he would just be mean to you. Like, yeah, he's a mean person. I don't get it. He's me. He is. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like if you guys notice, if you follow like the stuff that he tweets about the producers and the other cast member, Simon says enough that it sounds credible, but it's completely impossible to fact check. And people say, yes. well, he's definitely not telling the truth because MTV would sue him otherwise. And he's smart with money and wouldn't want to get sued. And But the thing is, like, MTV wouldn't sue him. Like, it it would not be good no, for they the love show. It. 
for production to sue Simon. Like, that's not ever going to happen. They don't care. They're like, yeah, say whatever you want. Like, we're going to ruin your life next week with this new edit. Like, Yeah, exactly. Um. So what else happened on... So on the live feed, she also talked about how humble she is repeatedly. Um, she, oh, she, mentioned she said, um, the, I'm, yeah, sorry, go. Oh, no, sorry. She said, I'm never big headed. I say shit. I'm always fucking humble. <laughs> and then said, you think I live in this house with no money? You think I have four carrots <laughs> on my ear with no money? You think the <laughs> necklaces and the jewelry that you see on TV is costume jewelry? That's real diamonds. I'm humble. <laughs> It was really good. I was, like, taking one-liners out. Like, my favorite was when someone would actually, like, the thing I know that she was, I feel like she was in a, um, like, an extreme, like, mania state. Like, my sister is bipolar and uh, has borderline personality disorder. And the thing is, like, you can tell when she's manic because no matter what you say to her, she gives a knee-jerk reaction to, like, she didn't process what you said and she's angry. So, like... It just is just like short, like um, she's just like pistoling off things at you. And you're just like, that doesn't make any sense. But like people on the comments were just like, someone said, you're a human being just like me. And she read it out loud and she was like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> like yeah. that person oh. didn't say anything mean to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, the whole time she was guys like. Fuck you, fuck you, you bitch, fuck you. Um, she was in one breath saying, I'm here to build up women and to support women. I inspire women. Fuck you, you ugly bitch, in the next breath. Like, wasn't even waiting a sentence for you to forget. Like, she was ending the sentence with her contradiction every sentence. Like, yeah. it was making my head spin. Also saying stuff like, how much she inspires women and wants to work with women and help women. And then the next breath, she's like, yo, fuck this bitch. This bitch is ugly. This is why I don't hang out with women. Cause women are catty bitches. It's like, what? Yes. I'm like, girl, I titled my notes. Um, I'm defending myself. Cause she just said it like <laughs> 40 good. billion times. Yeah. And the, um... I mean, I think she did snap like, and this is why, I don't know. I think she could handle Teen Mom if, like, she was still, like, in that post-jail bubble where she's, like, getting a good edit. I think Matt has been, like, the ultimate downfall for her because Matt's media obsessed. And Matt, like, will do things like force them to take a vivid entertainment meeting and then leak it to the press to distract from his cheating story. Yes. Like, I just don't feel like Amber would have ever done that. No. I, I also... I also liked when she said, uh, when she was talking about her sex tape, and she's like, I should just probably leak it and show it to you. And I wrote in my notes, I said, I screamed no out loud when she said that. <laughs> like, I, I don't want that. I don't. Because, like, I'm no, the same person. You. I have to look. Yeah. I have to look at everything. Like, Matt's JPEG, click that open, like, three times. I just had to know. Yeah. And I'm like, Amber, like, you're forcing my hand here. If you release that, I have to watch it. And I don't want to. I genuinely don't. Yeah, my favorite thing was when she said, um, she said, you don't like the way I fucking talk. I'm me. I'm real. I go into meetings with millionaires all the time speaking like this. I'll speak however the fuck I want to speak. And it's like, first of all, what millionaires is she talking about? I guess she's talking about the Vivid Entertainment guy and maybe Viacom people. 
Um, and second of all, I think she also called herself a millionaire, which like, yeah. mm, I don't know, honey. I just know the head of MTV did not come down and meet with her. Like, he probably doesn't even know who she is. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, they have one meeting a year, like, with the whole Teen Mom cast, you know, like, when they're in New York for, like, yeah. promo. And he, like, pops in. He's like, hey, guys, want to say you're doing a great job. My kid loves your show. And then, like, strolls out. Like, I yes. I can't imagine. They, I mean, I'm sure she's met, like, the head of Viacom. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they've met. Yeah. But, like, she she just, like, was going on and on. It was so... If you guys want to see, like, a case in contradiction, like, watch the video. Because yeah. she just, like... Like I said, the whole thing is her ta- bragging while saying she's humble. Uh, the funniest fucking thing was... So, her her phone... The image was buffering the whole time. And someone's like, you need yes. better internet. And she's like, I have the best fucking internet. <laughs> I have Comcast. Like, girl. Girl. That was... Maybe she's going to be sponsoring um, Comcast Xfinity now. It was honestly... Like, she's not going to do the tummy... (laughs) It was honestly very Trumpian. (laughs) Like, the whole thing reminded me of Donald Trump. Yes. Like, it was just like... You can also watch her when she's telling... Like, when she's saying stuff. She's not even listening to what she's saying. No. She's, like, on autopilot, and it's just, like, raging out for 40 minutes. Like, she probably doesn't even, like, she probably had to go watch that video we watched to, like, remember what she said. Yeah. It was 45 minutes of her just, like, screaming, you know? Like, but then she'd randomly, like, stop and, like, look at the Google Home (laughs) or Alexa, and she'd be like, Google, play belly. Like. (laughs) I wrote that down. When she changed her music track in the middle of her rant, I was like, God bless this. This is what I was hoping for. Like, I didn't think she was listening to the music in the back until she did that. And I was like, oh, you have a specific soundtrack for this rage. <laughs> My fa- Oh, and she did talk about Leah. Um, and she said, Leah lives a sp- simple life. I make sure of that. And I wanted to be like, do you? Like, what? What? say in Leah do you get you know like what I think Gary Gary and Christina are the ones that buy that buy Leah's uh, clothes on Old Navy clearance yeah she bought her $800 when she owes like almost $100,000 in back taxes like she went and bought a like seven eight year old child four dresses for $800 or like maybe a few more than that but not like I would never, if I had that money, spend that much money like that. And they weren't even cute. No, I was just like, uh, you live in Indiana. Like, you're... It's very upsetting. I'm like, I was behind Gary with the old baby, you know? Yeah, me too. It was just like, uh, no, we don't do that. She also said that um, she hasn't been seen Amber or Leah. Like, well, she said, like, she sees her a lot, but then she was like, but not when I'm depressed, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Which to me implied she hadn't seen Leah in a while. Yes, I, and that's the thing I get really frustrated with her is that like she like I think sometimes she just doesn't want to like be a parent, and then it turns into like I'm really depressed right now. Like not that she doesn't have depression. Like I get it. I don't want to like downplay um, her mental illnesses, but I think like. That's been, like, her new out 
to yeah. like not like she's just not a maternal person no. at all like she's probably one of the least if I'm being honest and like I forget that like she has a kid a lot of the time yeah and I think that's like her new way is just being like I'm like like setting it and like framing it that she's protecting Leah mm-hmm. when it's like very self-serving stuff yeah uh, I thought it was uh, let's talk about how the uh, Amber's two catchphrases, which is I'm a damn good mom and I'm a real woman. <laughs> oh my God. If I hear her say I'm a real woman one more time, I'm going to die. I can't do it anymore. It, it's this weird thing that goes back to her false ego covering up her victimhood because she obviously feels so insecure about her role. She plays like probably in society at large, but I'm guessing as a mother, as a fiance, as a daughter, as a sister, as a, co- you know, like, I think Amber, like, feels so unsure of her role in life and, like, what she is. And I'm assuming this probably a lot of it goes back to her, uh, her personality disorders and her difficulty mm-hmm. relating with others that, like, and it's, it's a lot like what Farrah does, you know, like how I always talk about the fact that Farrah is constantly, like, declaring herself to be a good person and be a positive person even when she's being very negative um it's really and i think fair and amber have a lot of personality traits that are similar in that regard and amber's kind of Mm -hmm. doing the same thing where if she says like i'm a real woman i'm a real woman like will believe she's a real woman which one what the fuck does being a real woman mean because as long as you identify as a woman as far as i'm concerned you're a woman and there are no goal keep like stop gatekeeping being a woman there's no difference like if you're a certain age and you identify as a woman like congrats (laughs) you're a woman (laughs) like that's that's all it takes like there are no rules or requirements to being a real woman like it just that's like gross I mean, guys, like, obviously I'm very liberal. You all know that about me. But I don't know. It's, like, gross gender language that I don't like in general. It just, like, weirds me out. I don't like the implications behind talking about real womanhood. Um... And, two, like, it's just, who are you trying to convince why do you have to do I yeah. don't I never feel like I need to walk around declaring myself to be a good person or declaring myself to be like a strong person like I just am who I am I'm Liz Bentley I float through this life like sometimes I'm good sometimes I'm bad people are complicated like sometimes are great sometimes I have great weeks sometimes I have bad weeks like there are times where I'm not a strong person. You know what I mean? And I binge and I fuck up and I'm mean to people and I'm condescending. Like, I'm a human being. I'm a woman. I exist on this earth. Um, but I think that comes from the fact that, like, I feel secure about where I am. And, like, I feel secure yeah. about who I am. And I am, I am who I am, as they say. <laughs> and Amber has no sense of I am who I am. And so it's just like, well, I'm a damn good mother. And it's like, you know, she fucking hates herself as a mother. You know, she knows she is not doing enough as a mother. We know that you can see it in her fucking face. She like, I think, yeah, all of those points like about she, like it's all of her insecurities. And I think the whole, like, I'm a real woman. Like, I think that was like that statement was triggered by Farah. And I think that was, like, her first time, like, evolving that thought into words 
um, because, like, Farrah isn't a real woman for her because, mm-hmm. like, because, I mean, I think she's, like, I don't think she's jealous of Farrah in a way that everyone else thinks she is, Agreed. but I think, I think she's jealous in, like, like slight ways, but I think it really, I don't know, I think she thinks Farrah didn't have as hard of a life as her, and, like, in that way, she's jealous, and she, like, I don't know. She just takes these, like, very cheap shots at her, and she thinks that, like, calling Farrah, like, not a woman is, like, really going to affect Farrah, which is not. Like, Farrah doesn't care. But, like, I think that was, like, the, like, a seeing all of those, like, insecurities triggered um, through her, and now it's become her new catchphrase, and I'm very tired of it already. I'm so tired of it. I think that's a good point. I don't think she's... I don't think she's jealous of Farrah as... Farah exists. I think she's probably always felt like Farah was a spoiled rich brat. And she was the mean yeah. popular girl in high school that Amber never liked. So I don't think it's necessarily a personal Farah problem. I mean, now it is because they have like real yeah. issues with one another. But I think it stems from like maybe a girl at her high school that was mean to her. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, completely. It. Also, like, yeah, I, I like, I real, I truly think like that's probably like where it comes from. Um, and I, you know, like a lot of people in the fandom think she's like jealous of Fair because Fair is prettier than her, Fair is richer than her, Fair is more famous than her. But I don't think it's those things. I think it's something much more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like something much more like. Like, I I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but, like, much more inside of her. Like, much more yes. baseline than that. Like, animalistic. She's like what she represents. Yes, I I agree. Um, I feel like, yeah, I don't think Farrah, I mean, Amber wants to live Farrah's life. I just don't, like, they're just very different people. Yeah. But, like, Amber's, like... Amber's just used to having to protect herself all the time. Mm-hmm. So she just will always immediately jump into that like type of personality when she feels threatened. And I feel like she thinks it's laughable that Farrah's come at her because Farrah hasn't lived the hard life Amber has. And like, yes. she doesn't know anything about that. And like, I said, like, I think challenging that in Amber is like, I can kind of understand that. Cause like I grew up really poor and like, having to like always defend myself and I used to have that kind of issue where like if I felt like someone that didn't know what they were talking about like tried to question me it would just be like an immediate like gut response to like be like you don't know what you're talking about and Amber like it's so strong in her like she's just never gonna get I don't know if she's ever gonna get past it like because she's proud of it like I you know like yeah and as long as she's proud of it, she's never going to realize that's a source of tension for her and that it triggers a response to her. That's so true. That's so true. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that happened in the video that was, like, remarkable. Honestly, like, I felt that night that this, I know this is dramatic, but I was like, is she going to kill herself at the end of this? Yeah. Like, I thought something, like, like, or she was going to, like, hurt someone or anything like she just seemed like 
completely off the rails at that point. Yeah, I was, like, genuinely worried that these would be, like, a series of escalating videos that culminated with her killing herself. Yeah, like, she just, like, I've never, like, seen someone just not make any sense like that. Like, it, yeah, and she's it was had suicide. Wild. She had suicide attempts in the past. Um, yeah, she, she tried had to kill herself like, multiple times, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's scary knowing that she is completely, like, seeing that, like, completely raw, unhinged version of her, it was very ugly, first of all. It was, it like, I think the easiest way to describe that video was ugly, because it was just, it was so nasty. Like, the words that were coming out of her mouth were foul, they were disgusting, they were mean, they were not nice, you know? And, like, the pure rage behind it was just, like, holy shit. Like, this isn't, like, a reality TV person, like, doing this for attention. Like, oh, and that brings me back to another thing. So, I really think, like, Matt being gone has, like, just totally unraveled her. Um, because Matt is a scumbag and manipulator and a bad person, but the fact is Matt takes care of Amber. Um, I think Matt would be like, don't go on Instagram live. I don't even know if she would want to go on Instagram live because I think Amber needs attention and validation from outside sources so much that if Matt's not there, she like gets on her phone and turns on Instagram live and sees what's going on. Um, I think without Matt, first of all, I'm not sure how she's going to get out of bed. I'm not sure how she's going to eat. I'm not sure how she's going to pay her bills. I'm not sure how Leah's going to get to and from Gary's house. I'm not sure how Amber's going to transport herself anywhere. Matt does everything from her for her. And I think, like, him being gone that night, we were seeing... I know this is going to sound crazy, and I absolutely want Matt and Amber to break up, but I think the Amber we were seeing is the amber without matt and that's even worse than the amber with matt yes like i completely agree and it, it's been like a like a deadly cocktail of like amber just not wanting to take care of herself and matt taking advantage of amber not wanting to take care of herself mm-hmm. so he's been inserting himself in every situ- situation he could because like you know like then she won't be able to live without him and yeah, Amber is not handling well. Like, like I think she still thinks Matt really loves her, which is wild to me because, like, it is obvious to every single person that, like, Matt is just – Matt is a sociopath. Like, yeah. Matt doesn't have feelings for people. Like, and it, it makes me sad for her, but at the same time, I'm like, how do you – how do you watch him on TV and think that this person loves you? Like – yeah, like, like I thought she would I thought she would move on quicker, I guess is what I'm trying to say is like I thought she would handle it better and just be like, "Okay, I'm done." But she's like, "You're right. That video is proof that she's just like not thought about him leaving ever." Yeah, it, it's scary to think because I think a lot of us, okay, had this idea that like one of the reasons Amber's been so bad for the last couple years, you know, is because of Matt. And if she could just leave Matt, things would be better. And I think it's a scary prospect to think that she might be worse off without him. I know. Like, I think it's a little too dark for all of us to accept (laughs) that, like, 
Amber's just not a good person. Yeah. We're just like, no, it's Matt. It's Matt. It's not Amber. And you're just like, because you like, weirdly always like 2% of me wants to root for her. Yeah. And like, the, you want to root be for all the teen moms. You, you just do. We've been watching them for so long. Look, like, I would love for Janelle to fucking wake up tomorrow and be mom of the year and never leave her kids for a vacation again. I don't think it'll ever happen, but, like, I root for Janelle harder than anyone in the show. Like, I have the softest spot for Janelle. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, of course we root for them all. But I think the reality is is that Matt kept Amber tethered to reality a little bit. I think he did that at the expense of her finances, uh, at the expense of maybe how safe she felt in her own home. Um, she did. He, he it, it came with a, a big expense, I, like that I can't even really totally quantify. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I do think that he. I bet Matt was the one that gave her her pills every morning and was like, "Swallow oh, this." Yes. Who yeah, went and he picked did up everything. prescriptions. Yeah, and, like, I think, too, is, like, it's so wrapped up in Amber's self-confidence. Like, Amber's, like you were saying, like, her self-confidence is so low that, like, she she doesn't think that, like, she's just grateful that anyone like Matt would be around mm-hmm. because she just doesn't think anyone should be around her. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, a very, like, um, like will self-destruct constantly. Mm-hmm. So, like, she just picks the worst people because it's almost, like, probably a little relieving that people hated Matt as much as she they did because at least it wasn't her. And, huh. like... That's interesting. That, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like she could, like, push off some of the hate she was receiving with Matt. Like, I think a little part of her liked being, like, the better person. And, like, it did kind of make us all root for her because we knew how awful Matt was. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, Amber, get away from him. And I think that was, like, kind of the first time Amber was ever the victim in a situation like that. Because she was hitting Gary. Like, this time, everyone kind of used her as, like, oh, my goodness. Like, she needs to get out of that. That's really dangerous for her. And... She probably kind of likes that. I mean, it fits in with her victim thing. Yeah, like, there's just so, she is just, like, so multifaceted. Like, there's so many things to Amber that, like, I feel like if you start unraveling one piece, you know, like, the whole thing, there's just, yeah, I, she has so many issues to fix that, like, she, she will need to, like, leave Team Mom. She will need to get extensive therapy and have to like live a normal life like she can't handle this type of attention it's no i i'm genuinely scared for amber in that like one too many things will happen you know what i mean and it could be something my like i am really waiting for the straw that breaks the camel's back when it comes to amber and she seriously hurts herself like i i i know that's so dark guys like I like, but I, I don't know how to watch Amber and not think dark thoughts. Like, I don't know how to watch 45 minutes of Amber screaming at people on Instagram and know that, you know, Amber's not like, at least with Farah, like Farah doesn't unravel like that. And I think Farah has a personality disorder that will keep her miserable forever, but she'll live. You know, like she won't have yeah. a relationship with Sophia, probably, 
um, and like she might be all alone and miserable. Maybe she'll find one person to stick with her, but she'll be fine, you know? But um, with Amber, like I'm genuinely scared Amber will kill herself. Like maybe not today, but how I, I don't know how much she can take. It's, like, specifically, like, with her being on TV, like, she, like, needs to realize that because, like, she's kind of back at, like, pre, like, she's, like, amping back up to jail again. Yeah. Like, she's, she's getting there. Like, I've watched old episodes and I'm like, oh, yep, that's Amber. Like, it's, like, we haven't seen her, like, you know, try to kick Gary down the stairs or, you know, just scream from another room at Gary. Like, and... Yeah, she's she's getting back there, and it, it is concerning because that's what she did. Like she had like multiple suicide attempts mm-hmm. during those times, and like that's the hard thing is I think she's just like also just really self destructing right now. Like no one thinks very highly of her, so she's just kind of like accepting, not accepting it, but just kind of being like, well, I'm just going to be that person. Like oh yeah, like, self fulfilling you know, prophecy kind of. Well, everybody yes, thinks I'm yes. shitty, so I might as well be shitty. Yeah, like, you guys aren't going to accept me, so I'm just going to behave the way I want to behave because it's exhausting not to. Yeah, that's true. And... Yeah. there was So let's also talk about the fact that, was it two nights ago? She did, like, an apology Instagram, or maybe last night. And Yeah, it was last night. It was, she was so calm. And it just, like, reinforced my idea that she was high as fuck on Tuesday night when she did it. Like, she, in this video, she was like, hi, guys, I just want to say, like, you know, like, I was upset the other night, and I just, like, took it too far, and, like, I shouldn't talk like that, and I'm just trying to help people. Oh, do you like my makeup? Yeah, I'm, like, really into this matte thing, because, like, I have oily skin. Oh, thanks, honey. Cousin Crystal, I love you, baby. Like, (laughs) It was so jarring how different that was compared to Tuesday night. Oh, my God. Two different people. And, like, that was another thing that made me think she was having a manic episode. Because, like, when you come off of mania, you're just so tired. You're exhausted. And she just kept saying she was tired. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you probably haven't slept in four days. Like, you probably have been, like taking some uppers and also having a manic episode and like just losing your mind. Like you're probably finally sleeping for the first time. Yeah, exactly. And well, she said, she's like, I don't sleep because I can't be on a sleeping aid because they're addictive. But like, there are so many non-narcotic sleeping aids, like so many, you know, like there's trazodone, Mm. uh, I was on Doxapin. There, like, there's just so she's like, well, I take like Zquil and melatonin. And I'm like, oh, girl, like, go to the psychiatrist. <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing? Um, it's, yeah, no. She just, it was so, it was jarring. I know I already said that, but like, truly, it was truly jarring to see the. It was like two separate people. It was two totally separate people. Her eyes will, her pit. Her pupils were back to normal. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was just so weird. She was also like, I could, you know, like that moment I was like, oh, she's actually reading what people are saying to her. Like mm-hmm. she's processing it. Because like, just the first night, like I was saying, she wasn't like, it's like she would just be like screaming random things off of the screen. Like she'd be like, 
get the fuck out of here, cool guy. All cool guys, no, go. And I'm like, who is she talking to? Oh my gosh, she said the funniest thing on the first night. She said, it was something like, white guys in polo shirts, shut the fuck up with the silver spoon in your mouth. What did she say? (laughs) She said, um, wait, let me find it. Every white guy with a polo shirt, get the fuck off my feet. But I wrote, I agree. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Hard same, Amber. (laughs) I was like, I'm behind Amber on that one. There was another one. She said, um, someone said, chill, God is good. And she said, God has nothing to do with this. I don't need to chill. You could go too. (laughs) I forgot about that. Crying, laughing, because I was just like, I want, if, when Amber is like a good, you know, like when Amber is at a healthy mental state, I do want to have live stream nights where she just yells at commenters because <laughs> like if it would have been in a different context, like I was really enjoying the things she was screaming at people because yeah, I was like that, that mostly has, agreeing with it. That God has nothing to do with it. One was really fucking funny. And <laughs> it was good. Amber, it's fine if you're an atheist, like I'm an agnostic, like it's totally fine. But like when people say like, God, chill, God is good. Like, that's not an insult to you. Like, but she was so tunnel vision. She thought that, per- I, she probably thought that person, I don't know what she thought, but she would like, took that as an insult. Yeah, like, one point she, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but she was saying, look up history before you come at me. I was like, watch Teen Mom? Because, like, I've watched all the episodes. <laughs> like, I, so can I come at you now? Like, <laughs> like full right to come Amber, at you Amber I know the details of your life better than you do at this point yeah like I could speak them back to you pretty quick yeah so let's I want to use that to segue kind of away from Amber and uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how you and I are both like deep in the teen mom fandom world like we are in the thick of it we're on reddit all day um all day we check I mean, I check Twitter. Do you Twitter too? I don't. That's the only one I don't do. I that's have to have so like funny. one social media it's I don't so do. It's so funny that like, that's why our paths never cross because you do Tumblr and I don't do Tumblr and I do Twitter and you don't do Twitter. But so we're like in the fandom like all day and it's a crazy world, guys. Like... <laughs> If you think I... It's too deep sometimes. (laughs) It's too deep sometimes. And when I was really deep in it, like, I can say that, like, in my most obsessive days, when I used to stalk Janelle, like, and, like, criticize Janelle for everything that she did, I was fucking miserable. I was so unhappy with my life. And, you know, I don't want to say that everybody that, like, hates one of the moms or all the moms, like, as much as I hated Janelle, are miserable with their lives because that's not fair But, like, if I speak in my experience, like, when I was on, like, my most vicious anti-Janelle days, like, I hated myself. And, like, I really took out, like, it's almost, it's embarrassing to admit, but, I like, I think it's, like, cool to admit it. Not cool, but, like, probably cool for some people to hear, interesting for some people to hear, is that, like, I, like, took out my miserable life on Teen Mom. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think, so I think Teen Mom attracts a lot of different types of people but we all kind of fit under an umbrella and I feel like people have either like you know like you struggled with addiction or you like I've had like my families are all addicts and like mental illness like we all have this like I kind of understand where like I feel like a lot of us have been in those situations 
so it attracts us. And I feel like some people are like every so often we'll get people that just have not been and they do not understand. Like they just like think these people are the craziest people, which I mean, for some, some bit they are, but like there's like a lack of empathy to it, I guess. Yes. Or we're just thinking they're better than people. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, Janelle did some really shitty things, but like, have we not done all done some really shitty things? Yeah, it's a total lack of empathy. And then, but then there's also this like extreme empathy that come. It's so weird because some of the moms, it's like Amber and Janelle. Okay, right now in the fandom, right? Like right now, because mm-hmm. the, the tides change, guys. Like <laughs> Jan- Janelle's always like Janelle always stays top, in the heat. So. But right now in the fandom, it's Janelle. Kalen and Amber who get yeah. no empathy and no ex no excuse and Kate Kate's really getting there but she's not quite as much there um just because she's just not as wild as those three uh yeah she's like Kalen from three seasons ago yes. like she's starting to get hated on but like we haven't gotten there yet correct and I think a lot of it is because uh, she just doesn't have as much of a social media presence as the other girls like she does she tweets and stuff but she's not that outrageous on social media and you know the moms that aren't as outrageous on social media are just never going to get the same amount of hate because they're not giving the haters as much info and material to work Mm -hmm. with and that's the reason that janelle initially was the one that i followed and probably the reason that you followed her is because she was just giving so much fucking material like Vintage Janelle was, like, literally would tweet from the moment she woke up to the moment she went to bed, just, like, the wildest shit. It was incredible. She would get on Ustream for hours, like, fucking junked out of her mind. Like, like she was, like, in it. I know we all argue if Janelle's grown up or not, but, like... No, she has. By default, have to say she has, because, like... Janelle does not bring that same flair anymore. Janelle put on Facebook the date of her roommate's abortion. Like, she is grown up, guys. I mean, the fight that she just had with David's sister was pretty vintage. She just put her number up there, but, like, I mean, she said some other stuff, but... But that was pretty vintage, Janelle, and I loved it. (laughs) I kind of, I, like, miss that Janelle. Like, I want, like, I'm waiting. Like, Janelle's been too low lately, like... Even the Barbara stuff has been kind of like, whatever, that's been going on for seven years. Like, yeah, like, of course, Janelle followed her mom with a camera and tried to call the cops on her. Like, she's done that every (laughs) season. Like, it's called MTV. Like, it's not the first time. But, like, I want some, like, old school Janelle back, you know? Yeah, she doesn't have as many friends to fight with anymore, which is the problem. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very selfish of me. (laughs) Yeah. I just want, like, I want, like, the kids not to be involved, but I want, like... Yeah, I think that was also why it was a little more fun back in the day, because she didn't have Jace at all. So it was, like, all of her drama had, like, no... It had no real bearing on Jace or any children. It was just her, like, buck wilding it out. And it was fine, because, like, the repercussions were just... I mean, obviously, in the long run, Jace is hurt, because she's her mom. She's his mom. But, like, it was... uh, It was more, like pure basically yeah and it was just like you know the producers just wanted to be on set with janelle because they never had to feed lines to janelle and they never had to create 
situations. Janelle did it all for Janelle's herself. Janelle's like, I'm going to my she, mom's house to serve her with a lawsuit. <laughs> Smell you later. She's the hardest working on the show because she is like, that is pure unscripted drama happening with Janelle constantly. Like, and I mean, that's what they like all dream to find. But season five, Janelle is like Janelle at her best. Like, I hope she looks back one day and like, really thinks about the golden years because when Nathan came in (laughs) I just I have watched that season more than any other season because I truly love it it's just episode like every scene I'm like my jaw has dropped I I mean still have not gotten used Janelle not knowing if she was (laughs) pregnant with Nate's child or if it was hormones left over from the abortion she had is literally the best moment on Teen Mom or Teen Mom 2, and I will say that for the record. Oh, yes. Like, it's just like that, that like, non-filter, just know, like, oh, I shouldn't say this on TV. Like, Janelle's just like, this is my life. Like, yeah. Well, that's always I'm been gonna say this the on best TV. part about Janelle is that she's a habitual liar with no self-awareness. Yes, and, like, but every so often she'll have these, like, very like moments of clarity mm-hmm. and she'll say out loud like what the problem is and you're like does janelle know like she doesn't does, spoiler is janelle aware spoiler and then it's like it immediately yeah. that, you know like it's a fleeting moment yeah shout out to um my fairy my fairy my favorite married couple on our facebook group joni and leah who um are catching up on teen mom and they're binging it and they just call it janelle I mean, it's my favorite. That's what it like. My family in the 90s loved Family Matters, but we called it Urkel. And like, I didn't know that show was called Family Matters for a long. Like, I thought the name was Urkel. And I appreciate taking that to Teen Mom 2 and calling it Janelle. Because right now I would call OG Amber. Yes. Yes. I don't even like pay attention to anyone else when they come on screen. So, yeah. Yeah, I am in the... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the T-Mom fandom is, like, it's just a place for, like, the most rabid crazies to come out. But it's weird because it attracts, like, the Sanctumamis. It attracts... It Mm -hmm. just... It attracts women that have never used any sort of technology and then all of a sudden are, like, deeply immersed in Twitter and Reddit. It is. Like I had been, I was in the Facebook group at one time, and like, I, and I didn't know like what it was, and I just remember being like, all these women are the types of like aunts and uncles that write on their nieces, their nephews' Facebook walls, thinking that they're like directly messaging them. Yes, like correct. How did they find this Facebook? It's so strange. By the way, shout out to Team Mom Fix for fucking banning me from the group, even though I've left like nine <laughs> comments there, and like the fucking years i've been in that group because facebook the facebook group is kind of like tumblr for me it's just like a a bridge too far for my brain and like yeah that they're rude like they're fucking vicious but like honestly that doesn't bother me that much i'm not pretending like i'm morally like a lot of people on reddit will act like the facebook group people are like the worst of the worst but like i don't give a fuck like if you want to make fun of kids like whatever that's your prerogative i don't have to engage in it whatever it's fine but I got banned from the fucking Team Mom Fix group for I don't know why. So shout out to you, Mods, if you listen to this. Don't worry. I joined on my alternate account. Don't worry about it. 
That's amazing. Like I live yeah, they one um... fucking Facebook. Get out of here. What is this? You think I'm one of those forty year old <laughs> ladies? I've got accounts, girl. I'm stacked with accounts. I um Please. I got called out on there with my Tumblr because um I said they were disgusting for going to Kale's signing. Oh, that was disgusting. But I also like I I'll call like... it disgusting, but that doesn't mean I can't be in the group. Yeah, you're like, and that's the thing. They're just like, everyone's opinions are welcomed unless it's like against it. I mean, like, I mean, I guess that's how the world is. But yeah, I guess we should explain for people not in the know that two girls (laughs) went to Kale's book signing and wore zip up sweaters. And as soon as they were taking a picture, unzipped their sweaters and their shirts said, what did they say? Like, you're thirsty. Something about hobby. It's like Kuta. Oh, yeah. I think they, they were yeah, insults. They were their like shirts a... had insults on them that were related to Kale and Hobby because they were fr- fans of Hobby. And he, like, retweeted it. And then, like, obviously people were like, you're fucking scumbag. And he was like, JK, that's the mother of my child. Like, don't be mean to her. <laughs> He's like, totally retweeted without adding text. I didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Hobby. Yeah, it was real stupid. But, like, it gets you deep, like... Getting into the team home world, you cannot just step lightly. Like, it is, uh, I feel like you just have to go, like, deep dive. Yeah. Or I felt like I needed to. I was just like, I can't, like, surface level like this. Like, these no. girls have some stories on them. Like, it's, like, some good stories. Yeah, and, like, the show is boring. Like, Team Mom is not a good show anymore. And I can't imagine still watching the show and not following the internet stuff. Yeah, because you, it's like a pairing. Like, you have to, like, you have to know what's going on on the side because, like, so much stuff won't make sense to you while you're watching it and, like, why it's a big deal or, like, they're just, like, they're so, they're like the Kardashians in the way that they're so active on social media that you can kind of pair, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember when they did this and, like, what actually happened. That's and, so funny because that was, like, the exact premise of this podcast and I was, like, really inspired by this article. Uh, this series that uh, a girl named Mariah Worth, I believe, uh, what the fuck is her last name? Her first name is Mariah. Um, she does a series called Keeping Up with the Continuity Errors, and she like yes, uses the Kardashian. I know what you're talking about. She uses the Kardashian social media to like contradict what's shown on the show, and like that was the literal inspiration for this podcast because it, it's what happens with Teen Mom, and like with the Janelle pregnancy this season, like. I had Troy on. Um, I'm gonna. By the way, guys, like, <laughs> my goal for the ne- by the end of the month, I want to have a. Uh, I think we did like ten or twelve episodes that are just on Patreon right now from before we launched on iTunes, and I want to put them up. We're gonna put up, uh, you know, like our normal like half versions of them, and there's an episode with Troy on that's really great, and we spent like a half hour like dissecting the Janelle pregnancy timeline because what they showed on TV didn't make any fucking sense. Oh my god, I still don't understand Janelle's timeline, and I like tried also tried to like write it down. Yeah, and it's, no, I, I, it's so that's hard. what I did. I wrote down a fucking timeline, and I had links to articles like in the timeline, trying to figure out like when she got pregnant versus when that scene was filmed versus when the car accident was. It was it was so confusing, and like what we saw on the show is like this doesn't make sense, and it almost didn't even make sense still. With me, like, dissecting it. Well, it was so confusing because, like, the Ashley, which is, like, everyone's news source. Like, if it comes from the Ashley, like, 
it's like confirmed and she confirmed a picture leaked of Janelle and Target and she had like a noticeable bump mm-hmm. and this just drove the fandom crazy. People were like throwing it in Photoshop, you know, like trying to reverse the colors on it to see if her, because she was standing next to a sticker oh, yeah. to see yeah. if like her belly was there. And I was like, okay, guys. Oh, I believe um, that just so you know, I a hundred percent believe. <laughs> you're like seen it. And yeah. I was just like, okay guys, we can calm down. And like, so like it was like this wild like um like rumor going around and and, she, and Ashley confirmed it. So when she like did actually confirm it, it was like like five four or five months later, and we were all like, oh, she's gonna have our baby like really like she's gonna have our baby early, you know, early in air quotations like, and she didn't, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, what? <laughs> um. <laughs> Did Janelle tell the truth? Wait, wait, let's take a step back because Janelle's lied about every single thing, like every pregnancy, like all, you know, like all those things. And she had, like, I think that was like, Janelle lived her life dream was to like, to like prove everyone wrong. That was like the only time she ever did it. Agreed and agreed. So yeah, those are our little thoughts on the Team Mom fandom, but let's get to the episode, which was as we've discussed, an incredibly boring episode. It was so boring. And we're probably going to run through it pretty quick because nothing happened. Like, I usually have about five pages of notes when I watch an episode. Four to five. You know what I mean? Like, almost a full page for each girl. I have one and a half pages for this episode. Yeah, I have the three girls on one page and then the Matt and Amber scene on, like, two pages. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Kate because it was like, you know, the worst. Um, so basically all that happened was Nova had her first day at school and it was cute. Like Nova is, Nova's a cute, she's like kind of, as I've discussed, she has like the Cindy Lou Who effect, which like weirds me out. But like, she seems like to be a pretty good talker. Like, she seemed really good at interacting with, like, the other adults when they took her to the daycare. I was like, oh, like, Kate and Tyler are, like, actually raising a kid. Yeah, like, she's just, like, a pretty, she's, like, kind of, I think she's going to be a daredevil, like they say. But, like, she's been genuinely fine. I did love when they put that, like, big-ass backpack on her. Like, she was going to hike, like, the baby Appalachian Trail or something. Like. I love that. Why? It was a baby Appalachian trail. (laughs) It was just, it was like that, like, scene in Wild when she's trying to put the backpack on. (laughs) In the hotel room and falls back. (laughs) That's Nova. Anyway, I love that movie, Wild. I thought that was a beautiful movie. Um, oh man that's so funny and so true uh i want to say i wrote down i think tyler will be really fat in 10 years like um just in general or because nova's getting older no he'll just be fat like he's getting he's getting chunky oh i thought you said sad okay yeah oh yeah and i just hope that kate gives him a seven point quesadilla to like you know when he goes on weight watchers um I'm still upset with Caitlyn's hair. Like, I just, it's not the mousy brown that bothers me. Like, mousy brown is fine. Like, if that's your color hair and you don't want to dye it, like, you go, girl. Like, 
I don't give a fuck. What bothers me is that it does not look good with the bl- the pink. And you're already dyeing your hair. So why wouldn't the hairstylist touch up the whole thing and make the whole thing look nice? I don't... What I would, I would have loved to see her go like a darker brown and then get like that purple. Like, remember when Amber had that brown purple hair? Like, I think that could have looked cool. Or if she had done like a light, like a darker brown to a light brown ombre, even though I know ombres are like kind of out, but she has colored ombre. I don't know. I just don't, I don't get Caitlyn's hair and like the fact that she went to a hair salon and came out with those two colors. She needs to go back to shorter hair, too. I don't like her longer hair. I think it makes her look, like, tired all the time. Mm, that's but I think point. she, like, wants to put in a ponytail. So, like, I get that. I understand. But, like, I agree. Why did she not tie the rest of her hair? It would be like like painting an accent wall in your house, but the rest of your, like, walls are cracked. Like, take yeah. care of the whole room. Yeah. I just, I'm not exactly sure what color I would want to see her with, but... The mousy brown with the pink looks so bad. It looks so weird. I don't know why they wouldn't give her a rich color on top with the pink on the bottom. Yeah, I think she should go, like, a little darker. Yeah, just a rich, like, it just needs to be warmer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's just so mousy. (laughs) It doesn't. And the pink makes it look mousier. I mean, she's getting there. It does. And, like, I I don't think, like... Amber isn't going to go to the salon. To, that's why I don't dye my hair. I know same. I'm not I don't to dye my salon. hair because I don't go to the salon to upkeep it. I, 100% yeah, like my same. sister was a hairdresser and she would do it for free. So I did it all the time. And then once that went away, I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm never dyeing my hair again. Because <laughs> it's a lot of time. I get my hair and cut she, once and, a and, year. <laughs> oh, same. Like I have to like, I cut it myself most of the time. And I just, Kate's one of us. Like, yeah. Kate, it's okay. Yeah. Like, but like, don't go extreme. Like, don't go get a pixie cut. You're not going to update. Like, don't dye the tips of your hair pink. And then maybe that's why she did it was so her roots wouldn't grow out. Yeah. It I would want be more manageable. bangs so bad, but I know I will not do my bangs every morning. So I don't get bangs. Yeah. Like, I just transitioned and I'm like, oh, I have to blow dry my hair every night. Like, yeah. it's a lot of effort that I didn't think about. And Kate needs, I mean, she kind of knows that, but like, yeah, girl. I also want to comment that Nova should be rear-facing still. Um, so here's a fun fact about me is that I'm, like, even though I have no children, I'm, like, really obsessed with mom stuff, and car seat safety is one of my pet topics. I know I'm a fucking lunatic, guys. You don't have to tell me. But I'm really into car seat safety and read quite a few uh, car seat safety Facebooks, Instagrams, and blogs in my free time, including watching car seat safety YouTube videos. And you should keep your kid rear-facing as long as possible, ideally till the age of four. And Nova's little. She's like a little two-year-old, and she just turned two. And I want her to rear-face, and every teen mom doesn't understand car seat safety. And if you're a mom and you're offended by what I'm saying, get on fucking Facebook and look up the goddamn car seat lady, and she'll educate you. Because it's not about weight so much. It's about the structural development of their spine as they age learn about it you should keep your kid rear facing until they're four it's just a fact and i mean i know i'm a fucking lunatic for knowing this i am aware but it it really internal decapitation is a thing and you guys should all look it up and look up the car seat lady on facebook 
I'm just shocked Amber and Tyler don't have her just in a regular seatbelt, to be honest. Like, uh, y- yeah, Caitlin you know, at two yeah, years yeah, yeah. old, a hundred percent, you know, at two, like Butch was driving with Tyler in the front yes. of the seat with no seatbelt on. Like completely. You're right. We should just, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. When you're right. But you're I right. completely agree with the. <laughs> Um, like, I don't like, think I'm like a bad parent. I think people, and like, I understand that, um, like, I understand that the laws have not caught up with technology and science, and I don't think someone's a bad parent. I just, it, it's crazy how little widespread car seat safety is. And I'm doing my part. I was going to say that. I'm doing my part. And I know nobody wants to listen to me because I'm not a parent. I am aware of that, which is why I'm saying go look up the car seat lady because she'll direct you. You'd think that would be more common knowledge or they'd have commercials or something because I actually never have heard that. And yeah. I know my sister for sure didn't do that. Yeah, most well, people don't. And the mom, law, but... Most laws are law. The new updated laws are only going till two, even though it's like the rate, like the safety rate of keeping your kid rear faced until they're four is like some astronomical number but even the newest laws say forward facing it too the old ones most states have forward facing it one and it's protect your little baby's neck just protect it i just i feel like it's going to be like five years down the line and i'm going to have a kid and i'll finally turn two and like i will forever remember yeah. That I have to keep them just <laughs> turn the other way. So and also, I every people are going to say their pediatrician says it's fine, but this is another thing: pediatricians don't stay updated on car seat safety. They're not certified car safety car seat safety technicians, which is also something that you can be. Which like I should be, but it'd be fucking creepy because I don't have kids. Um, <laughs> no, live your live your life. I'm living. I'm living in like my you, truth. <laughs> You live your truth, and you put that on the application, just living my truth. My truth is advocating for car seat safety, okay? (laughs) It just is. I love it so much. Um, I also want to discuss the fact that Caitlin drives a minivan. Why? I mean, but Kate would. That's I know, but it's look weird, for her. right? Like, I, I mean, look, so I fucking love a minivan. Like, a minivan is comfy as fuck. It has so much room. Like, I love bucket seats. Like, it's they're they're relatively cheap compared to like you know getting like a fucking Yukon Denali or like a, a comparably sized SUV is significantly more expensive than a minivan. They drive a Chrysler minivan, I think. Like, my best friend has a Honda Odyssey, and it's the fucking shit. And, like, I love riding in it. It's so comfy. Um, but it's it's weird that she drives a minivan with one kid. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and declare it that it's weird. Well, I don't know if they consider themselves with one kid, but... Oh, um, oh I, you're right. <laughs> but I do feel like it's Kate's way of being like, or Tyler's way of it being like, there are more coming. Oh. It's like a threat. It's a warning of being like, or Tyler's way of it being like, there are more coming. Oh. It's like a threat. It's a warning. Uh-huh. I do want to say, though, like, I think out of all the teen moms, all of them, that Caitlin and Tyler live the most modestly. I think they might like help out yeah. family members, so I don't know how much money they actually have, but they haven't really had tax issues. Um, yeah, they're like constantly like 
they got new house, whatever. But, like, it's still a modest house. They dress in modest clothes. They drive pretty modest cars. I mean, I'm sure that Chrysler was $40,000, but it will they'll keep it probably for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, Kate yeah. and Tyler live what I would call a modest life. I totally agree. I actually think, like, I am basing this off of nothing, but I actually think that Tyler is good with money. I think um, so, too. I think, I think that because he calls Kate out on stuff that I wouldn't like sometimes I'm like I don't know I probably would spend on that but I like think Kim is like, really I'm like, good with money I think his mom is really good with money and raised them to be like mm-hmm. very frugal and cheap because she was a single mom that had her shit together um you know and I think Kim has always I wouldn't be surprised if Kim owns that house she lives in because she's always lived in the same house um I wouldn't be so you know what I mean like she scrimped yeah. and saved and bought that house and raised her two kids in it and will live there forever um I I think Kim was good. I think Kim, what did Tyler say that she worked at a mortgage office or something last week when everyone was talking about how hard their moms worked? But I do, I think yeah. Kim is, I bet Kim has worked at the same job for 20 years, has like saved mm-hmm. every penny that she's made, doesn't live lavishly and like really, you know, was a serious single mom and she had no help. And I think I, I see that in Tyler. Um, and you know what? We never give Tyler credit for the fact that he, like, actually has taught himself a skill, which is construction. He completely renovated that house by himself. Yeah, he fucked up. But, who, like, it's trial. Like, but he, he still did it. He did it. And he took the time to do it. And he, I, I, it's funny. I remember having this realization last season. I was like, wait a minute, did Tyler learn, like, a life skill and none of us even noticed? I know. I have a lot of, like, I've always had a lot of hope in Tyler. Tyler seems to be, like, really self-aware. And he's gone downhill because he's, like, the whole Carly thing <laughs> yeah. has happened. And then when the Kate, and the, like, her weight started happening, like, t- like everyone started turning on Tyler, mm-hmm. which I think was like that was a valid reason to turn on Tyler. Yeah. But I think Tyler's at times, not like Tyler's yeah, like he, no, but I think he's one of the more responsible people in in like some ways. Like I think he can handle certain stuff and I don't like I don't feel like Tyler's ever going to have like a really big downward spiral. Kate will. I agree. But like I agree. I I feel like he will be mostly fine. Like I feel like he does like being on TV and like he maybe will try to do that. But like, I do think he has limits like, Mm -hmm. and he will always try to hold himself to like a higher standard than the rest of them. That's true. Like, you know, if Kate and Tyler like went on vacation, that wasn't for the show, which I don't think they've ever done. I think MTV has paid for every vacation of theirs, which kudos. Good job. You know, he'd be like looking at kayak.com for the cheapest flights they would stay yeah. at like a three star hotel. Like they would not be I don't know. I just I appreciate that they like live pretty modestly, all things considered. And I hope that they have money in the bank. I do too. I if I had to guess, I would say that they have like enough money, but I feel like Kate is maybe blowing through some of that and if they're like and helping Butch and, and like probably helping all their family members. Yeah, They're probably they having to like for her sister to go to college, which is great. Yeah. I, Ty- I'm pretty sure they pay for April's house and yeah, all of those Tyler's things. sister's boot job. I think I've heard. 
Yes, yes, I have heard that too. Um, money well spent. Yeah, um, good for her. I want to know where, do you find April's kind of been absent, like, this season? Like, Yeah, I read that, I that find... she's living in Ohio. Oh, she moved. Okay, because I was like, I thought it was weird when they but, let a yeah. butch watch the baby, which I was like, that is crazy. And, like, yeah. why are they letting April? And then, like, when they put her the baby in daycare, my first thought was, like, oh, I guess April's not watching the baby anymore, and they're putting it in daycare. Yeah, I I read, and I didn't, like, deep dive into this in any way shape or form so i don't know if it's true but i think uh april like has always gone back between michigan and ohio and right now oh. she's in ohio i'm not sure if that's true but to me that would make sense because april has not been around at like at all she was at the hair salon but yeah where the... where else have we seen her anywhere else i don't know i'm trying to even think if we saw her at the birthday party we must which was there but like is that restraining war still going no, no, on? I think it was like the wedding and stuff together. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause I remember like, that was like the big contention. Like they couldn't both be at her first year birthday party, but I would, yeah, I would imagine she was at the birthday party, but she's usually like more like in, you know, like more in some of the scenes. Yeah, definitely. So that was all she wrote for Kate. Like Nova went to preschool. It was cute. And we'll talk about what happens with Kate in New York when we get to Amber's section. So let's run through Macy real quick. Uh, It's Taylor's birthday. Did we know Keely was pregnant? No, that actually shocked me. She was like, Keely is a baby in her belly. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a lot of people were shocked by that, but she, I don't see her very much in like social media or anything. Yeah, I think, I think all of Macy's friends like very much live at Tennessee not Tennessee specific, but like a Southern life. Macy's what, 25. So I bet most of her friends are married and on their first or second kid. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so they have this cute little scene at the restaurant and, uh, Bentley like doesn't say please. And they're just like joking around and he makes this face. That's like exactly Ryan's face. It was, it kind of scared me. I was like, Oh, Macy, what is it like to see that? Yeah. It was like, it was, like, freaking. She was like, okay, Ryan, and he did it even more. And it was cute. Like, Bentley wasn't being rude. He was just being a kid. No. And I appreciated that Macy's like, hey, how come you didn't say thank you? But it was all kind of joking around. And it was funny when Keely didn't say thank you and Bentley's like, why didn't you say thank you? Bentley is funny. Bentley is a good he kid. He is funny. I want him, I want his, more of his one-liners because I always really enjoy them. That was good comedic timing for an eight-year-old. And I just want to say, like, when we get to Farrah's scene, which we will soon, and, like, with how Sophia was talking with the acting coach, like, she's the same age as Bentley. I think she might. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Bentley was, like, that, like, comedic timing was fucking hilarious. Like, his Bentley's speech, when he speaks, is totally clear. You complete. Bentley talks like an, not an adult, but a kid. Like, he talks like a yeah. second grader because that's what he is you can clearly understand that everything bentley says he mumbles a little bit sometimes but you can tell that's like a shy thing um mm-hmm. but like you can clear like sometimes macy will be like speak up and he'll speak up and he clearly articulates what he wants to say he can tell jokes on time like i don't he seems on par with like eight-year-old development i watch 
Because as I said, I love mom stuff. I watch some mommy vloggers and they have eight-year-olds and they all kind of talk that same way. Where it's like, they, mm-hmm. they sound like kids, you know, and like they talk like kids, but they're clear. You can understand they speak in complete sentences. They have comedic timing. Um, that's something that I notice a lot with kids that are in like first, second grade is they like really start to develop comedic timing, which is fun and funny to watch. Um, and you see that so much in Bentley and it's actually shocking to hear Sophia talk compared to Bentley. It is crazy because, like, you don't hear Sophia talk very much. And when she does, I'm like, oh, yeah, Sophia's not five. Like, she's a grown kid. <laughs> yeah. So all the rest that happened in Macy's scene was her Taylor went golfing. And I wonder if they belong to a country club or play at, like, a, a public place. I'm, I like to – I'm curious if, that, if Macy belongs to a country club. But um, it was cute. And they were like, the counselor said to do this. I like – how positively they're talking about their therapy session. Um, I said last week in my recap that like I thought the therapy session was kind of great and it was like one of the first times that we saw a TV therapy session that I was like oh that's actually like that was constructive therapy that I think might have helped people watching at home and I still feel like Macy yeah. and Taylor got something out of it. And it wasn't just bullshit TV therapy. Because I don't think Macy and Taylor have real hard issues. I think they have two very young kids plus an eight-year-old. And they have communication issues. And I thought it was, like, really cool when the therapist was like, well, this is what, Macy, articulate what you want. And, like, was, like, pulling it out of her. And was like, Taylor, can you do that? And he was like, yeah. And then she just, like, gave them a little assignment. Like, I don't know. I thought it was, like, some of the best tv therapy that i've seen and i've seen a lot of it i know usually like every time it comes on i'm like please stop going to therapy on tv like it is crushing my soul but i didn't mind that one i did think it was kind of funny that the therapist told them to like go do something alone and like she's like well i'm gonna bring mtv with me (laughs) to film to film our alone time yeah that is i hope this wasn't your only alone time you should get some real alone time that is true that's very true but i don't know i just i thought it was like i i liked how positive i've really liked taylor i've decided like i think i'm all on board with taylor i'm always shocked when people don't like taylor because i'm like i actually like legitimately think he loves macy he's holding a baby in every scene in every scene he has a baby in his arms Yes, like, he's just, like, he's, like, there, he's present, like, he loves Bentley. Like, if I could watch him and Bentley just give gifts to one another the whole episode, I think present. I would love that. I think present is a really good way to describe it, and I don't think I saw that at first, because I think he he was genuinely not into the cameras, and I think he still is kind of weird about the cameras. But I think in the last, like, last season and this season, we've really seen him, like, come into his own and get comfortable and present is really the best way to describe it. And that's why, like, I think Macy and Taylor are like a good team. Like, I think they're genuine partners, which is so fucking rare. And I'm rare on really any reality TV show on MTV, uh, on Team Mom, especially, I guess the only other couple we really see like that is Chelsea and Cole, maybe Caitlin and Tyler, but they have too much baggage and shit that like, I can't even like, compare that you know what I mean like it's hard to compare them because of all their baggage but like Macy and Taylor are solid and like 
hearing Taylor when he was like, yeah, the counselor was great. Like all that stuff made total sense. And like, I want to do this. And like, I'm so glad we're doing what the counselor suggested that we do. And like, we should look into going more. I was like, yeah, Taylor. Yes, Taylor. I love Taylor. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I always know, like, how I feel about a couple when I start describing them as partners or, like, mm-hmm. the kind of I think of them as teammates because that's, like, true love for me. It's mm-hmm. just, like, when you treat your other person, like, listen, like, we're doing this together. Like, And that's how, like, Taylor's always taking it. And, like, Macy, Macy, like, they just feel comfortable in those roles with one another. And I always – I don't know. People, I think, really thought he was coming in for money because he kind of, they were doing long distance and mm-hmm. like he kind of just moved there and quit what he was doing. Yeah, but they never I really I mentioned just... his job on the show, so it was kind of like, what does Taylor do? And yeah, yeah, I heard he did construction, but I don't know how accurate that is. I've read that he did. He sells granite, like granite countertops uh... and stuff. So I think in the construction world, and that makes sense to me. I yeah, that, that I can see that. But yeah, I think since, like, I don't know, I just think in the last, I think with Maverick being born, like, and I'm noticing how hands-on he is with Maverick, like, I don't know, I just, there was something refreshing when he was like, yeah, let's go to counseling. Like, it won't make things worse. And he was just, like, so into the idea, and then, like, they seemed to, like, care about what the counselor said, and it didn't, I guess what I'm saying is... The, the therapy session and, like, the way that they're speaking to each other afterwards didn't feel like it was for TV, which is so rare on Team Mom or any reality TV show yes. that involves therapy. It felt like they genuinely learned something about their relationship and one another, and that was great. I know, and I, like, wish that for a lot of them, but I'm... Um... I'm so proud of... Yeah, I completely agree with all of that, and it, it was relieving it for, like both partners to be on with it because like usually the storyline is that someone doesn't want to go it was like jeremy didn't want to go with leah you know like yeah um cory didn't want to go with Leah. nobody wanted to go to therapy and he was just like yeah like i'm an adult this is what you do when you have problems and we're gonna fix them and we're gonna like take that advice and make it like very important and thank you taylor absolutely so they have a little surprise party the highlight of it is that um Bentley gives him a card that says you are the best stepdad ever. Happy birthday, which was like cute. And he wrote it himself. And like, it was just, it was cute. I love, I love Bentley gifts. I'm so excited when he shows them. I love Macy's kids. When Bentley and Jade play together, like when Bentley's like, where's JD? Where's JD? I want to play with JD. I'm like, oh, oh. I can't wait till Maverick's old enough because he doesn't have a personality yet. Yeah. Like, because I, I just love all of her kids. I couldn't believe, like, in this episode, everybody knows I'm obsessed with Jade. But how much Jade was talking, like, she all of a sudden, I was like, oh my god, Jade's like a toddler. Like, she was speaking, yeah. like, she was answering questions. Um, She was, she was, like, coherent. Yeah, she just turned two, right, me? Mm-hmm. Like, look at me. I'm like, yeah, they're two, they're a day apart. I know this. Yeah. They're so cute. Um, so, yeah, it was like, <clears throat> nothing really happened, but it was actually, like, kind of a cute episode. I think Macy and Taylor, another thing I like about them is that you can tell they have stuff in common. Like, they're both competitive. Yes. Like, okay, my big thing with Chelsea and Cole is 
I don't know if Chelsea and Cole have any actual hobbies in common. I think Chelsea has adopted everything that Cole likes. Which, you know what? It's fine. It works for them. But, like, I think Macy, like, genuinely likes playing golf with Taylor. I think they love watching yeah. football together. I think, you know what I mean? Like, he's adopted her Tennessee Volunteers, and she's adopted his Dallas Cowboys. Like, I think they love going to, like, Coach Bentley sports together. I think that they have genuine hobbies together. I do, too. Like, they're very similar people, and I don't feel like either of them has changed since they've met each other. And that's that's how I feel about Chelsea, too. Like, I think Chelsea's, like, in a good relationship and someone's finally loving her the way she should be loved. I mean, we haven't seen enough of their relationship, mm-hmm. so I can't, like, make definite, you know, because someone's mm-hmm. going to get mad. But, like, that's kind of how I feel is that, like, I don't think he's bad for her, but it's just, like, would you guys have anything in common if, like, Chelsea wasn't doing all the things you were doing? Like, yeah. if she wasn't going hunting and all those, like, you know, like, yeah. what do they talk about? <laughs> what are their conversations? But, like, I feel like Taylor and Macy could stay up all night talking to one another. Like, that's the feeling I get from them. Agreed. 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 So that's why I think Macy and Taylor might be in it for the long haul, and I... I think the card, I'm not, I think Chelsea might get bored in 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when she, reali- like when, when she comes out of her honeymoon period with Cole, if it happens and she's like, I, cause Chelsea likes excitement, you know, like, I don't know. I just wonder yeah. if she'll like kind of be like, eh, I'm a little yeah. bored. I, I could see Chelsea cheating on Cole. Basically, basically is what I say. What I'm saying is I think Chelsea will one day cheat on Cole. Oh, I definitely agree. Um, I think like I feel like there's still like a wild side of her. Yeah. That, like, yeah. That she's will, like, like, definitely come out at some point. Yeah. Like Chelsea um, has, it was like a big partier. Like I think that's the thing a lot of the everyone remember like forgets about Chelsea mm-hmm. is that like Chelsea was kind of a wild child. Yeah. Like she she did some shit, like, and I, I feel like, she, and, like, she kind of lost her childhood when she, like, had to raise a child and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I just feel like she, she's gonna get a, at least a little taste of it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it'll be soon, because I think she really loves Cole, and she's, like, so happy to have found him, but when I think they've been together yeah. for 10 years, they have two more kids, she has four kids, like, I just wonder if, like, that, once that, like, that glean of like he loves me so much and treats me so well wears off you know what I mean like I wonder like she just gets used to it yeah like what the depth of their relationship is I've always said that I just imagine they squeak at one another all day I don't know like people like really get on me because I just don't like Chelsea and I don't know if my my judgment's clouded just because I don't like her. No, this is how I Chelsea just... and Cole talk to each other all day long. Baby! <laughs> That's what the, I'm convinced. Like, I... Pretty, pretty accurate. And, like, people describe her scenes as, like, um, you know, like, a palate cleanser, and I'm like, bitch for who? Like, I, mean, I, I get describe, really stressed out. I do call it a palate cleanser because I think it's the audience's palate cleanser. Like, I think it's, like, the... Yeah, I would say it overall. Yeah, like, I understand, like, why you get stressed and annoyed watching her. But I just mean, when I call it a palate cleanser, I mean, like, 
in between Janelle and Leah and Kale, like, punching out Javi's, like, car window. Like, they can flip to Chelsea, like, in uh, Chelsea and Cole, like, rocking a fake baby to sleep. Like... See, like, you know how people, like, sometimes people eat something and they're like, oh, God, it's so sugary. I can't eat it. Oh, okay. I am just like, no, I can eat it. Agreed. <laughs> Give it to me. And that's <laughs> how I feel about this show. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need a palate cleanser. Go darker. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm here me, for I'm, it. I'm 100% the same way, but I understand why the audience needs yeah. it. Yeah. We need to give that to the rest of the people, but I'm like... If you edited Chelsea out and you just gave me, yeah, I would, yeah. I would like to that. To the non emotionally broken psychos, like I get it, but for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I mean, set up a fucking Big Brother camera in Barbara's house, as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> I like my family is like Janelle, like my sister yeah. was like Janelle, and like 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 anything Janelle's done, my sister has done. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like Barbara. So I just know that family dynamic so much that when I see it, it like I'm just used to it. It doesn't like stress like the way like I have to remember sometimes like how bad things Janelle did, like how bad they are because <laughs> I, like, like I'm Tuesday. so used to it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, duh, of course she did that. Like, yeah. why wouldn't she like? And people are like, it's really fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. My level of fucked up's pretty high. Like, Janelle's got to do something to, like, really hit that for me. Yeah. She's going to have to murder someone on camera. And then I'll be like, oh, whoa. You'll be like, like well, Too far, Janelle. <laughs> totally. You're like, mm, I don't know about Janelle anymore. Hey, guys. To hear the rest of this recap, come on over to patreon.com slash psychos. Love you all. Have a great week. Happy Father's Day. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more to say.